from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Two douchebags and a microphone pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. can't I just buy a can of thin paint? Why do I always have to go buy paint thinner? <laughs> I may never know. Now it's time for pickup lines from a loser. Hey girl, are you a beaver? Cause damn. <laughs> Next up, things overheard in hell. Hurry up. Kim Jong-un is playing Santa at the mall again this year. Yay! And now, a brand new feature. Strange insults from an alien. May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in... Hey! Who took a dump in the cooler? Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I am Rob. As you guys may notice, I am pretty much through with my horrible, horrible fucking cold that I had. Oh gosh, I feel so much better. Jeez, that thing was about to kick me. It kicked me in the nuts, dragged me by the hair, spit on me, called me a bitch, made me wear a dress, fucking made me sit in the corner, suck my thumb. It was fucking horrible, dude. Well, the sad thing is, now everybody's coming down with the crap again. Uh. Because the same night you were suffering from that. Uh Uh-huh. That was the night we had the 60-degree temperature change. Yes. <laughs> so, right. yeah, now we got, yeah, Friday we had, my son took off work. He was sick. He had, like, 101.3 temperature, just Ooh, felt like shit. shit. His throat was swelled up, you know. Mm. And then we had two other guys that left work before lunch. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know. And also that crud's going around, but also influenza B, I think, is it? Is going right. around too. A or B, yeah, it's the one that is like a cold. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, it's not throwing up, eating chicken noodle soup. Yeah, and all that shit. The ones cold. where you wish you're fucking dead. I mean, yeah. we've discussed. Yeah, I, I thought it was influence A. It might be B. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not for one. sure. Anyhow, yeah. I just saw a little fucking snippet of it the other day about influence. Yeah. I thought it was influenza B. It could have been A just as easily. I just thought it said B. Who I don't know. It, it, yeah. It's, the shit's going around. Look at the weather. Like I said, we had 60 degree temperature yep. change. Your body's not meant for that. Your body is not meant for no, that. No, it is not. Your body goes in shit. And I called it before, and then our boss got pissed because people were getting sick. And I looked at him. I told him, dude. <laughs> yeah, it. You should have known, man. It's 60 degree temperature change. People are going to get sick. Whenever that happens, it weakens your immune we system. We live in Missouri. Yep. Yep. Oh, well. Um, I got an interesting little article here, Rob. You know how we're always bitching about the NFL, you know, and one of my biggest bitches is, uh, and this may be a a way to solve it, one of my biggest bitches with NFL is the first down markers because it's completely at the discretion of the guy that was standing there, and I think a lot of times that guy didn't know what the fuck he's seen. You know, you know, would you agree that a lot of those are just... Sir, I, I, I've been seeing articles in the news about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I say bravo if they do this because I think something needs to be done. The NFL has yeah. reportedly tested optical techno- technology to track first downs in multiple games, including at February's Super Bowl. If approved and implemented, the technology would replace the long outdated and oft-criticized system of sideline chain crews that invites human error and guesswork into high-stakes first-down measurements. This is according to multiple reports from the NFL Scouting Combine on Thursday, citing league officials. For NFL Network's Tom Pellicero, uh, the technology is not ready to be rolled out for the 2024 season as uh, with any significant rule change, it would require a vote of team owners to be approved. The ability to uh, digitally track the ball has long been available, but used by the NFL for its next-gen stats technology per the league. A, uh, a tracking system is installed at every NFL stadium that includes 2030 ultra-wide band receivers, 2-3 radio frequency identification tags installed into players' shoulder pads, and RFID tags on officials' pylon sticks, chains, and in the ball. So, in other words, they already have this technology to do this. And so, do it. Yeah, well, it sounds to me from this article is it takes a vote yeah, from all team owners. And they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it didn't. this article didn't exactly say if it's going to go up for a vote anytime soon. All, it's, all this article really stating is, is they have the technology and they could do it. So I don't, I don't think it's, uh, you know, after just reading what I did, I don't think it's even on the table right now. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, let's see. Except for the next gen stats, it says it, here it'd be nice if we'd yeah. come up with something to fix that. Um, I think it would make the just game so. better. I mean, as long as it's in a timely fashion. 
you know, you can't be waiting forever on it. But if it's in timely fashion, I think it's perfect. It's great. Um, you know, bring it out. Bring out the new technology to make the game better, to make it more precise. So, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it, the first, first thing is it's starting to get awareness. People are starting to see it. You saw it. I saw the article. So, um, it's starting to get some awareness. So, maybe I'll start getting some steam behind it. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you got anything you want to go into, Rob? Yeah, I got something here. All right. Um, and this is one of your favorites. American Songwriter? It's off, of, it's off American Songwriter. Uh, of course. That is my favorite. But I'm going into something that I said I've been going to do, but haven't yet. Oh, I think, go ahead. I think I know what it is. This is five country songs banned in the 2000s and 2020s that were still hits. I think I know some of them, but go ahead, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm yeah, sure you do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Rob. Okay, first up, we have Red Rag Top by Tim McGraw, 2002. Hmm. Okay. Back in 1994, Tim McGraw faced some criticism for his hit Indian Outlaw and its Native American cliches. Nearly a decade later, when Tim McGraw covered Red Rag Top, uh -huh. originally written and recorded by Jason White and his seventh album Tim McGraw and the Dance Hall Doctors some stations refused to play it since the song centers around a couple's decision to have an abortion <clears throat> oh okay we decided not to have a child so we did what we did and we tried to forget and we swore up and down there would be no regrets in the morning light. Okay. Red Ragtop peak at number five on the Billboard Hot Country charts. Okay. Okay, next up we have Smoke a Little Smoke by Eric Church. Oh, I remember that song. Okay. Even though Eric Church's 2009 single, Smoke a Little Smoke, wouldn't get played by some stations, the mm -hmm. song still hit top 20 on the country chart at number 16. Co-written by Church, Jeff Hyde, and Driver Williams, Smoke a Little Smoke faced some controversy since it referenced drug use, specifically Marijuana. Okay, yep. I remember that one. Want a little more right and, and I actually a little remember, less left. A little more right now. A little less <laughs> next. What's next? Act like tomorrow's 10 years away and just kick back and let the film flow. Drink a little drink. Smoke a little smoke. Cool. What were you saying? Oh, um, I remember there was uh, um, some uh, discussion going on at the time that uh, 
when the song came out, people were kind of up in arms about it, remember? People were going, yeah, oh, this yeah. song's no good, it's talking about pot and all this stuff, and yeah, I remember that. When the song came out, it was under some controversy. Well, that's what all these songs are about. Okay. Controversy. Okay. Okay, next up, Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves, 2013. Follow Your Arrow? Yep. Okay. Kiss lots of boys or kiss lots of girls. If that's something you're into, Casey Musgraves sings in Follow Your Arrow. Co-written with openly gay songwriters Shane McAnally and Brandy Clark, Follow Your Arrow was criticized for its support for the LGBTQ plus community for its oh for it when the lyrics call out more that's judged within society hmm okay <coughs> sorry about that that's alright I can't, I can't find my mute button it's weird <laughs> okay next up Girl Crush by Little Big Town 2014 oh, yeah, I remember that, and that had quite a bit of controversy, too. Yeah, by 2015, Little Big Town's hit Girl Crush was getting pulled from country radio for its gay agenda for some same-sex sensations. The lyrics, I've got a girl crush, hate to admit it, but I had a hard rush, it's slowly down. Okay, and the last one. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows this one because it's the latest one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that again. The whole world's sick. I'm telling you. Okay. This last one? Yes. Try that in a small town, Jason Aldean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 2023, fresh on everybody's mind. Yep. When released in May 2023, Jason Aldean's single, Try That in a Small Town, didn't spark much reactions. The song, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did, yeah. The song written by Kelly Lovelace, Neil <laughs> Thrasher, and Tully Kennedy, What the hell? What? Somebody's trying to call me and just blank out my damn phone. Oh, shit. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Where was I? Uh, yeah, I tried out in small town. Didn't spark much reactions. It's somewhere by Kelly Lovelace. U.S. Asher, Tully Kennedy, and Kurt Allison address crime, the deterioration within smaller towns, and how people can do something about it. Yep. <coughs> yep. I don't know why it's I, I knew that one was going to be on the list. Yeah. Yeah, you could have guessed that. I forgot about it for a little bit, but yeah, you're right. That, um, yeah, that would make the list definitely... Um, by the way, Rob, 
Two people tried calling you out on your forklift story. But Rob sent me the okay, photo. Okay, you want to go into this now or you want to go into that later? Um, you know what? Go into it now. I mean, I already brought it up. So. Okay. Well, if you're calling me out on the forklift story, that is a true story. I sent the picture to Mark Yes, Borgo. Yes, i seen it. It's true. It shows a light switch on the side of the steering column, and that is our reverse switch. We They actually wired in a light switch for a reverse switch. It, that is a true story. Two people said that was bullshit. <laughs> I sent them back going, you are up I the wrong figured, alley. Just like we <laughs> talked about, we figured that would be the one they would call bullshit on. Well, get this. I got some emails. That I'm is gonna, a true story. <laughs> what? I got some emails I'm going to read off. Someone caught my bullshit okay. story. Someone called me on it, and they got it. They got it right. I owe them pencil oh, shavings. Oh, they? All yes, right. I owe them pencil shavings. And I will get them their pencil shavings. I'm a man of my word. You will get pencil shavings from me because you <laughs> caught me. You caught me. So, anyway. Oh, by the way, the person called me was my old friend, Tabby. Oh, okay. I've, I've talked about her. Yeah, she's she's got some of her friends that listen. Her last name is Cat. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay, Tabby Cat. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, here, I got another little story here, and then we'll take our first break, and we'll come back with some emails. That sounds like a good plan. Sounds great. Okay. Beekeeper Coffee is now going to be served at Taco Bell. Beekeeper Coffee is really good. I've had it before. Um, they're not all over. They're in certain areas. They're not around the Midwest. I know this, but I've been to areas that they have been. Taco Bell recently partnered with the ready-to-drink coffee brand Beekeeper to create its brand new Hiracha Cold Blue Latte. Uh, cold Brew Latte. The cold coffee drink will be available for a limited time at participating Taco Bell locations. Although it's unclear when this menu item will start rolling out or its price. However, we know that we can expect regarding the taste, Beekeeper stated in a press release that the new cold brew will be a delicious blend of smooth cinnamon and creamy vanilla perfectly paired for with a drop of honey. Sounds good to me. Yeah. The company went on to add that they hope the Hiracha cold, cold brew latte will provide the perfect pick-me-up to customers, especially helping to fuel the morning crowd. Because Taco Bell started serving, well, what they call breakfast, you know what I mean. And they started opening up earlier. So, we're incredibly excited about this partnership with Taco Bell. We can't wait to level up breakfast for their guests, said Beekeeper co-founder Farah Leff. So, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Beekeeper is a great brand. They have a great coffee, and I think it's going to do well at Taco Bell, and it's probably going to really help Taco Bell initiate their breakfast brand. That's what I'm. Yeah, thinking. It, it probably will. Yeah, I, I hope it will. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like all the places that you know that have like a Starbucks or something for their base drink. You know, someone that people recognize 
that you know that definitely helps so anyhow we're going to take our first break we'll be right back with some emails including uh, one that called bullshit on me and they were right all right all right we'll talk to you in a minute all aware of the amber alert right well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Hi all, this is Mark here. I'm usually the one telling you what to eat during an apocalypse. Well, this time I decided to go the other way. You ever consider just going to ground zero and saying fuck it? Do you really want to be the guy running around looking for radioactive deer? guessing whether water is not contaminated or not. No food, no shelter, no nothing. Oh no, there's a strong argument that says, you know what, let's just go to Crown Zero and see what's for us after. Just a thought. Hey, look, I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no, it's the island of horrible jokes. What do you call a well-balanced horse? Stable. <laughs> Brick shithouse energy drink. That's right. Brick shithouse energy drink. Make that a little girl. Chew off your little balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to force them across America? Brick shithouse is for you. Please enjoy Brick shithouse energy drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Please remember to go to Cole's dressing room, wait five minutes and scream, hey, there's no toilet paper in here. <laughs> Have you ever wondered where something came about? Have you ever looked at something and said, hey, I wonder what the origin of that is? Well, so have we. That's why we give you the origin of. What is the origin of Mountain Dew? Tennessee bottlers Barney and Ally Hartman developed Mountain Dew as a mixer in the 1940s. Soft drinks were sold regionally in the 1930s and the Hartmans had difficulty in Knoxville obtaining their preferred soda to mix with liquor, preferably whiskey so the two developed their own now known as Mountain Dew. Douchebags and microphone. I'm Mark, and I'm Rob. Um, real quick on uh, on a web page here that um, I was reading an article that I was going to go into later. Um, you know, Samsung. This is an advertisement. Samsung has two ovens in one. It's one oven, but it's two ovens, and you can cook uh, two different dishes at different temperatures in it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It looks cool. It almost looks like two microwaves. One's a little bit bigger and one's a little bit smaller. 
that are stainless steel are really nice looking piece. Anyhow, huh? I just saw that and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, <clears throat> like I was talking about a minute ago, we have some emails that I'm going to go into here. Okay, first one. Mark, there is no such animal as a mini capuchin monkey. Give me my pencil shavings. Mitch in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Yeah, that's uh, Nashville area. I yeah. Wonder, I wonder if they go to uh, the Filthy Bean. <coughs> Mitch, if you go to the Filthy yeah, Bean, I'll be back. Or, or I'll send you your pencil shavings. And uh, go in there and tell Rick not to hate us that we will be there sooner or later. Yeah, we're trying to get there. I don't think he's really happy with us. He hadn't talked to me in like three weeks. That's the longest he's ever went. So. No, you're the one that had to go on the cruise. I you know. Your vacation going there. Yeah, I should have. You're right. No. Hey, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, as far as I know, Rick's still doing good. I, I gotta get a yeah, hold of yeah. him. Yeah, hey, yeah. We're talked trying to get there, Rick. We really are. Yeah. Um. His expressos that he's selling were doing really good. I mean, he said that they couldn't keep up with the demand and that they were actually out for like a month and that pissed people off. So, anyhow, uh, Rick, we'll get there. But, okay, Mitch in Murfreesboro, you are correct. That was my fake news story. Thank you. You caught it. Um, yeah, no such thing as a mini capuchin monkey. And that's why I put that in there. Is because I knew someone out there would know that there's no such thing as a mini capuchin monkey. And that's something that you could look up really easily and go, mini capuchin monkey. Oh, no, that's no such thing. He must be lying. So you copy yeah, that. Actually, Mark had to tell me that was the bullshit story. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people, I mean, if I'd heard it, I'd been like, oh, okay, there's mini capuchin monkeys. All right, cool. You know, I wouldn't have gave it any thought at all. I'd just been like, okay, all right. Next one. Hey, douchebags. How about an asshole sticker to identify as listeners? Beth and Montgomery. I would say that's coming, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now that I know they like the name, we got it. Yeah. Well, it seems to be catching on because people are referring to themselves as assholes. I, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And now we got that's someone more great. than that. Now, we got, yeah, we'll work on it. Someone wants an actual asshole sticker. That just kind of solidifies it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think we have two different types of stickers, Rob. Okay. We could have an asshole sticker proclaiming that you're we got an like three different types. Yeah. And then we could have one that has a QR code that people go up, scan, and it takes us straight to our show. And then we could have maybe another one, I don't know. Maybe a special one for Des Moines. Well, we got to have one for the more laid-back people. Oh, yeah, people who don't want to be called an you know asshole. I mean? Okay, we might have like four or five different. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, all of this stuff, um, what's her name? Beth. We'll, we'll give it um, to our marketing team. Yes, yes. Um, yep. Give it to our marketing <laughs> team, they'll figure it out. Yes. So, Beth, all that is coming in time. You know, I yes. mean, we're a small operation. We're not making a dime. You know, um, I'm lucky to be spending what I am here. You know, Val's good enough to let me uh, spend a little money on my hobby. 
and luckily that you know I mean it, it's you know to me it's worth it and luckily she is uh, kind enough and considerate enough to let me pursue it and and you know and use a little money to uh, to you know to do this so anyhow she is a good woman yes she is Next and one. you could tell her I said that Mark I will Right now, she's watching the granddaughter um, over there, but when she gets home, I'll say, hey, Rob said you're good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, next one. She puts up with your ass. She's got to be a good Uh, woman. (laughs) I would say so. I'm very annoying at times. I like to do things that annoy people, and I like to do it over and over. Why? It's the way I am. I don't know. And she knows that. Oh, yeah. I, I got this thing called the chicken cluck and the turkey gobble I do. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to call it my friend Michelle, and all I do is a turkey gobble. She gets so mad. She go, what do you want? I go, boop, What? Boop, What do you want, Mark? Boop, And then she go, not again. I go, boop, and I just do this for like an hour. <laughs> She'd set the phone down, then I hear her pick it back up. I go, boop. She go, fuck. Okay, but anyhow, there's other stuff I do that's, uh, anyhow. Okay, next one. Rob, why is it you're the only on a couple of the funny bits, or do I just miss them? Just wondering, Jeremy in Kingstown. Uh, where's Kingstown? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look it up later. Yeah, um, just give me a minute. Okay. Um, we're working on that. We're working on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're two and a half hours away. That doesn't help. And I'm yet to get Rob um, his own um, equipment. I have it here. So uh, when I get Rob his own equipment, and then he can be, uh, he can, I can show him how I get some of the sounds and noise. You know, all the stuff that we use. And he can do his own. Oh, damn. But right now, I mean, I got some time cut off coming up at the end of March. So I could probably give Rob a call a couple of days there. Yeah. <laughs> normally yeah. be working. Uh, we'll, we'll have to line up. Yeah. You know, I work during the day, too. I'll have everything lined up. All, all I need him to do is just say this line, say this line, say this line, and then I'll put it all together myself. So. Okay. Okay. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Sorry, no, that was it. Up. That was it. I was just saying, I'll put it all together. So, yeah, Rob's okay. coming up in my uh, Is that Kingstown with or without an E? With an E. With the E. Yes. Okay, that is a suburb in Francania, Virginia. Oh, Okay. Okay, without the E, it's Kingstown, Michigan. Okay, now this is where so the it's either e. Michigan or Virginia. Virginia, Virginia is with the E. It's Virginia then. Oh, here's another Kingstown without the E in Rhode Island. Hmm. Well, it's with the E, so I guess uh, it has it's to be with the E. Hello, Virginia. Hello, Virginia. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And, um,. Jeremy, thank you in Kingstown, Virginia. Next one. 
Listen, I love football too, but enough with the fucking NFL talk. Season's over. Stop. Ron in Louisville. No. Oh, dude, you're just... You did. Evidently, people just know how to piss you off. <laughs> they know how to push your buttons. <coughs> I'm just simply... I'm Tell simply, you not to do something. You're just going to turn around do the opposite. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's already too late for this one, isn't it? We already talked about the NFL already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I might be able to bring up more. You never know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about, you know, the new uh, technology and all that that they might be implementing. So, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Ron in Louisville, the closest professional team to you that would be in the NFL would be the Cincinnati Bengals. No wonder you don't want us to talk about football. It hurts your feelings. Oh, uh, uh, do not go talking about Ohio, please. Oh, Ruth Ann doesn't even listen anymore. Please, please, please. I don't, she might. She's being quiet. You never know. No. I, I could be hopeful. I'm very disappointed in her. She dumped you to hurt me. Either she just ain't responding no more. She still might be listening. She you might be know. listening. I mean, we do have quite a few listeners in North Central Ohio, you know, where Ruth Ann would be, so... So, okay. Okay. Next one. Hey, I just recently listened to your old stuff that you attached to the last show. Who is Christopher, and is he still a part of the show? Uh, Christopher is a guy... Can I answer this one for you? Go ahead. Go further further back in the shows. Christopher did like three seasons before me. Yes. Um, Christopher decided to step down. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. He's right now in the interim, he doesn't want to do it. He he holds the door open for maybe doing it later. But Rob was um, was ready, willing, and able to uh, take the reins from Christopher. And that's what happened. Christopher does a thing where he calls straight from Topher's desk. And then every now and then we talk about what he wants us to talk about. Sometimes he'll do a little bit. And they'll throw it in here. So, yeah. You're not getting rid of Christopher that easy. Actually, if you go back and listen, I was making call-ins to Mark and Christopher. Yes. They were doing the show live, and I was calling in. Yes. And, yeah, Christopher will always be part of the show. Yes. And he, he also has some sort of creative influence, too. Because I talk to him often yes, about the show. Yes, he does. And um, he has his own little flavor that he likes to talk about and stuff. And he influences the show still. Whether he's doing a straight from Topher's desk or doing a bit that we put in it or whatever. And also, he is also in a couple of bits, too. Yeah, he is. Listen, so. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that that's Christopher and he may be back. But if not, he's still a part of the show. So, yeah. Yeah, if not, he he's behind the scenes. Okay, and this he person did He's a big part of it. This person didn't give their name, but um, uh, anyhow, um, yeah, we've done a lot of seasons with Christopher, and uh, most people don't go back that far whenever they pick up a new podcast. So, anyhow. Uh, next one. I have a bonfire going right now, just waiting for you douchebags to show up. 
Where the hell are you fellas? I have to now get uh, go get more Natty Light in case you guys come by. I'm over in the corner. Of, I'm over in the corner of Montrose near the power plant, the junkyard, and the campgrounds, but just a wee ah. bit away from Rosie at the meat processor plant. Willie and Montrose. Willie, Dude, we got the whole damn town. Yeah, Willie, we will be there for Natty Light. Don't worry. We'll get Dude, there. I'm telling you, it sounds like per capita Montrose may have Des Moines be. Oh, I know. <laughs> per capita. I know. It's, yeah. Even though Montrose is only like 10 or 12, you know. But yeah, yeah. They got like seven or eight of them. And we love Montrose. Yeah, yes. where else can you get a... We got to get up there. We, I got to get up there. A power plant, a junkyard and campgrounds. Where else can you get all that in a quarter mile radius? It's heaven. So Montrose... And a meat, sauce, and a meat processing. Yeah, plant. yeah, down the road. Rosie at the meat processing. Yeah, down the road. Yeah, it's a little down the road, but it ain't that far. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit down the road. I know where it's at. I do too. I know where they're talking about, actually. So... Yeah, it's been there for years. Yeah. Yeah, so... Willie is just a wee bit away from Rosie, but he's um, in the mix of everything else. So, <coughs> Willie, keep that natty light cold. We'll be yep. there. Keep it on ice, buddy. I'll be there. Keep it on ice. We're ready for the natty. Natty's my drink. Natty's yeah. my drink. Natty. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Eat, that, <laughs> eat the bottom of that can. Don't laugh too hard, Mark. <laughs> I like natty light. <laughs> I used to drink it myself. I like Natty Light better than Bud Light. A lot better. Hey, oh, dude, yeah, I, I can't. Bud Light does not give me a headache. And, and it doesn't, honestly, and it doesn't honestly. even taste good. I know. Me too. I don't and like To be honest, Natty Light is still an Anheuser-Busch product. So. Yeah, yeah. So if they I feel safe with it. Yep. Well, yeah. So anyhow, Natty Light. And it's good. cheap. Yeah. It's really cheap, and another one that I liked, have you ever had this before? I'm sure you have. Old Milwaukee. Oh, dude, yeah. I, that's what my dad drank, Old Milwaukee. I liked Old Milwaukee. Yeah, that's, that, that's the beers I used to have in my dad's fridge. And I don't even know if they sell this anymore, but how about Schaefer? Oh, God, yeah. Remember that shit? <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, let me go I loved a little it, bit. though. I loved it, though. Let me go back a little bit further. Malt Duck. Oh, damn, dude. It was grape Kool-Aid with fucking alcohol in it. I, I have not heard that in years, uh, man. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Malt wow. Duck. In those little bitty bottles. Uh, and my nickname is Duck. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I remember we used to slam malt ducks all night. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got another one for you. Little King's Cream Ale. Okay, I vaguely remember those. They're in a little green bottle with a cap to mm. twist it on. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember those. Yep. Yeah, they, they were good, too. But I, I really like malt duck because, I mean, they tasted like grape Kool-Aid oh, yes, and alcohol yes. in them. 
They were so easy to drink, and I mean, if you drank enough of them, you'd get a nice good buzz, but not get so fucking smashed out of your skull that you couldn't move, you know. It was, it was a good go-to drink for, you know, for, for the duration of the night. So, anyhow, uh, Rob, uh, you got something you want to go into? Yeah, I'm going to step into the NASCAR world here. All right. Before the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series season began, Eric Amarola announced that he would be retiring once it ended, ending a five-year run with Stuart Haas Racing and a 15-year career at NASCAR's top level. But during the season, he changed his mind and opted to return for 2023. Uh-huh. While, his, while his new deal was said to keep him behind the wheel of the number 10 Ford, for 2023 and beyond, it was believed to contain a clause that would allow him to move on after the 2023 if he chose to do so. The 39-year-old Fort Worth Walt or Fort Walton Beach, Florida native, made his extended. Xfinity Series and his Cup Series debut with the same team, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh-huh. He competed in select Xfinity Series races for the team in 2006, 2007, and one Cup Series race for the team in 2007. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it, don't do that. Okay, go back. Well, then he went on to race for Joe Gibbs, or for, uh, Stuart Haas. Uh-huh. Well, he's coming back. Oh, wow. He signed with Joe Gibbs' organization to compete part-time behind the wheel of the number 19 Toyota in 2024. Uh-huh. After Ryan Truex opened up the season behind the wheel of the number 19 Toyota with a 24, 21st place finish, at Daytona and a ninth place finish at Atlanta Motor Speedway, Emerald is set to make his official return to Joe Gibbs Racing this weekend. Okay. So what he so what he's gonna do is he started with him, he's gonna finish with him. Okay. It's just that he's just gonna be a part time driver. There's gonna be multiple drivers for the number nineteen. Okay. Uh, oh, here we go. In addition to Amarola, Truex, and Savalich, I guess is his name, the cars confirmed drivers for the 2024 season include Joe Graff Jr. and Taylor Gray. So there's going to be five different drivers for that car this year. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I didn't realize there was going to be five drivers this year for that car. Wow. I just thought it was cool that I like Eric Amarola. I uh-huh. do. I do. I am a, I like NASCAR. 
I very rarely sit there and watch a whole race, but I follow it, you know. That's cool. Kevin Harvick was my man. All right. Well, cool. Good, um, good reporting there. How about if we take our last break and we're going to come back. Back. I got some Gen C stuff I want to talk about. Does that sound cool? I always love hearing about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some more frolicking. All right, we'll be back. We are two douchebags in microphone. As charming as a leaky sewer pipe. about what's just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Dandelion can be stewed with wild mustard and wild garlic for a very tasty stew. You could even introduce our old friend the hickory nut for a bit of smoky flavor. Brick Shithouse Energy Drink! That's right! Brick Shithouse Energy Drink! Make the world! Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Hey fellas, remember to wipe away from the twins. Stay fresh ideas from the douchebags. Next up, things overheard in hell. Great news. William Hung's world tour has been extended. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So let me see. Let's say I was offended by people being offended. Then would people being offended all the time would have to not be offended around me because I was offended by them being offended? Hmm. I may never know. Next up, things overheard in hell. Baseball's third season of the year begins tonight. Yay! Oh, oh shit, what's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh no, it's, it's the island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She didn't show up. I guess we're not going to work out. <laughs> and now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. How does a butterfly take a dump? It never stops long enough. Maybe it just sits while lofting. Maybe it shits real quick while chewing flowers. I may never know. Two douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now.
And we are back. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. Well, as I promised, I said we have some Gen Z talk we're going to do. Gen Z seems to have um, some sort of thing going on with the do not disturb mode of their phone. It's always on. And like the older people, like the boomers and the Xers are like frustrated because every time they try to call their kids or whatever, it's always on do not disturb. And they're like, well, why do you even have a phone if you never answer it? What? Okay. I got something about this. Okay. My mom, who has dementia, God bless her. Yeah, that sucks. She keeps... Get, she keeps switching her phone over to do not disturb. Oh, wow. And my brother, I think my brother finally figured it out how to block it or something. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I'd try all weekend to get over it. Couldn't get old of her. Oh, wow. Well, I know she ain't out running around. She's sitting right there. Yeah. Well, it's because she had switched her phone over to do not disturb. Oh, wow. <coughs> and yeah. she didn't have any idea she did. No, she didn't. Okay. She could call anybody, but she wouldn't receive a call, text, nothing. Okay. Well, uh, New York political strategist Max Burns declared that Zoomers use the Do Not Disturb, DND feature, to avoid anxiety when receiving a call. Um. Okay, some Gen Z kids keep their uh, cell phones on Do Not Disturb 24-7, so they never have to face the anxiety of answering the phone, Burns tweeted on X, formerly known as Twitter. The D&D feature on smartphones shuts off notifications to calls, texts, or applications, and, and uh, send push alerts, distracting them from work, studying, or resting. Um, okay. So, anyhow, there's more to this. A study conducted in 2023 by ComBank and Telco provider uh, more uh, revealed that 90% of Gen Zers are anxious about speaking on the phone, which would be attributed to popular usage of cell phones on D&D. Burns came up with this theory after discussing the feature with colleagues. I was having a conversation with two of my Gen Z co-workers about Do Not Disturb, and they both had mentioned that the anxiety of getting unexpected calls. The, the post garnered over 5.1 million views on X, with Zoomers, Millennials, and Gen Xs sharing their hot take on D&D Toggle. I don't think it's a Gen Z thing. I think it's an overall anxiety of being plugged in 24-7, one person wrote. Sir, I think you mean last person under 50 commented a joke, sir. While Gen Zers use D&D to help their anxiety, other generations use it to avoid robocalls. I'm not a Gen Z. uh, I'm not Gen Z. My phone has been in D&D mode for going on eight years at this point. I don't need to answer robocall spam, tweeted a user. Calling someone on their cell phone when you aren't in a life or death situation is disrespectful, <laughs> another user said. Anxiety, I agree. Yeah, anxiety is just too loosely used these days. I don't want to talk on the phone 90% of the time, wrote another one. Also, because the notifications are endless, and I would agree with that. I hate the fucking notifications. 
It's like, no, nah, I don't want to know this shit. Why are you telling me this shit? You know, it's like I signed up for it, but I didn't. And it starts telling me some shit because it figured out something I searched for on my phone. So, um... <coughs> okay. I have a simple solution. Okay. Which is something I do all the time, and it drives people nuts. Okay. My phone has a silent mode. Mm-hmm. I could turn my rigor off. I could turn my notifications off. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's pretty much all off 95% of the time. If I want to know what's going on my phone, I'll look at it. Yeah. I am... Um, Which is actually quite often, unless I'm working. Then I, don't, then I can't be... I won't hear it anyway, so, you know. You see, I have mine on vibrate and turned upside down. Yeah, yeah, mine's on vibrate. It's, you know, it's on silent. But... You know, I, I check my phone enough. I'll see if I missed a call. Yeah, me too. Or whatever. And I have caller ID, you know. Uh-huh. Text me. Is that not, you know. And I get all the notifications. I still get everything. You know, a, a it's on my time. Another reason why I do it on vibrate and turn it upside down is because the resi- um the uh, urge to fiddle with my phone when I when I'm doing anything and it's so distracting I miss parts in movies I miss parts in the news and you know I'm like okay I gotta watch the weather I need to know what's going on I got a bunch of stuff in the yard I gotta do tomorrow then all of a sudden I'll look on my phone and there's a Facebook something and then next thing I know I look up and the weather's over and I get sick of doing that and the best yeah. way to stop that is to me is to turn it on vibrate it's always on vibrate and turn it upside down to where if it like lights up with a ping you don't see it and then you can check it out commercials on I'll go look right now yeah so to me well it's like last night yeah my neighbor cooked me dinner Uh uh-huh which to be honest was a t-bone on the grill oh nice cook two t-bones on a grill couple twice baked potatoes and yeah I mean it was a good meal uh huh sounds good and my son while I was eating tried calling me 17 times wow <laughs> what do you want I never heard it he wanted me to do him a favor and I got I got done eating. I looked at my phone. I called him back. So sorry, I was eating a T-bone, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating a T-bone. You're last on the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when somebody else cooked it, and it was delicious. Hell yeah! You did an awesome job. Cool. Your neighbor sounds pretty cool. Yeah, she is. We're good friends. We're oh, good friends. Oh, our, yeah. our dogs are even friends. Well, that's cool. Good. That's cool. That's as far as it goes. Does she listen? No. Okay. All right, what's her name? She just takes Glenda. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, 
let's see, uh, uh, Shanghai, the happiest place on earth for cats might just be here on Cat Island, a feline playground just a few miles from Shanghai, Disneyland. While humans uh, whip and whirl in the ladder of 400 plus uh, kitties who call Cat Island home, rest in the shade of specially constructed grass-covered play tunnels or loll about in pagodes. They uh, cross a wooden bridge and stalk through uh, pear orchards and intrepid among them, even venturing into the horse stable. The pampered residents were here once strays in downtown Shanghai, a city of 25 million and somewhere between 400,000 and 1.5 million stray cats. But efforts are underway to uh, stem the exploding feral population in the metropolis and find homes for at least some of the newly neutered cats. Cat Highland, <coughs> entire population is up for adoption. Many cat cafes in the city do a similar thing, provide a space where people can befriend and potentially take home a neutered uh, kitty. There is no equivalent to the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in China. Instead, it's just uh, left to grassroots organizations like these to step in and save cats from the streets or from people or who think they're, you know, that they're better off cold. So, cat adoption has become uh, quite popular in recent years, especially among the younger generation, uh, said yeah. Erica Gao, owner of all Cafe. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Cat, uh, cat Island is a pretty good idea. And it, but it's, the, the reason why I, can, I, I see why, uh -huh. cats are easier, a lot easier to take care of than dogs. Dogs need more attention than cats do. Yes. Um, dogs wouldn't do just, very just, well on... Just being a pet owner, I know that. Dogs wouldn't do very well on their own island. Uh, but nah, cats, uh, no, no big deal. Cats just throw them on Cat, the island. Cats would be right up town, man. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be, no they'll be chasing <laughs> birds. They'll be chasing rodents. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, my cats just lay around sun themselves on the beach <laughs> yep sipping on a coconut yeah that'd, that'd be my cats but anyway uh, while we're on cats I got a cat story for you oh sure a junkyard worker who was about to crush a car in a lot in Asheville North Carolina mm -hmm. made a startling discovery that led to a heroic rescue and a happy reunion cool Sarah Batten at Brother Wolf Animal Rescue last week received a, pan received a panic call from her partner who works at a nearby junkyard. Okay. During his shift, he stumbled on a cat that had sought refuge in a car that was about to be crushed. Oh, wow. Thankfully, Batten's partner spotted the cat just in time and spent the rest of his shift with the small feline tucked in his jacket. Oh, wow. When his shift finished, he drove to Brother Wolf Rescue to get help. When they arrived, the cat later identified as Lily, 
was immediately attended to by staff who treated her for dehydration and conducted a thorough medical examination. Uh But while Lily was being examined, fate intervened. Batten's partner had a phone call from his co-workers at the junkyard who had been contacted by a man frantically searching for his missing cat. Oh, wow. Who is known for his impromptu car adventures. Oh. So, make a long story short, the cat was reunited with its owner. The cat got saved. It was a good day for everybody. Uh Everybody felt good. And actually, I thought that was a cool story, man. That is cool. Uh, I'm an animal lover. You know, so... Uh, I am too, so... Wow, that's a cool story. So, found the cat, kept the cat, and then the cat went back to its owner, so great. Yeah, it happened that the, the timing was perfect when the owner was calling around, you know, so. Okay. Evidently, the cat had crawled into a junk car he had all off and (laughs) about got crushed. About did. uh, I mean, you know, that would have been all of his nine lives, I would think. That would be it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All at once. (coughs) I got a new That's probably been about 15 lives out of nine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there wouldn't yeah. be any going back on that one. Um, yep. There have been numerous studies uh, about gossiping here lately. People, um, scientists, for some reason, are wondering how come people gossip. And they claim that 100% everybody gossips, and I believe they do. They just don't realize they do. You know what I mean? Like uh, they, yeah, to a certain extent. Yes, I mean... And some people may not consider it gossiping, but it... It's actually like gossiping. Yeah, I mean, every time you're talking about a subject being present and talking about about certain situations, yeah, it's probably gossip, yes. Uh, Yeah. And especially speculation is definitely gossip. But uh, numerous studies have revealed that gossiping can actually be healthy and a significant amount of it is not malicious but intended to be uh, helpful. You know, I, I okay. You're gonna have to explain this I, one I to will. me. I personally feel I'm like, having a hard time just with that part. Okay, I personally feel like you're gossip, gonna have to explain it. I personally feel like gossip about football and things that I'm not sure what the whole story is. You know, we do talk about football and we don't know the full story, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So that would be considered gossip. I feel that okay. my brand of gossip is speculation, is sometimes hopeful that my team does what I think will do to help them. So, anyhow, thus far, research has, for example, shown that people were motivated to engage in gossip, to bond with their group members, to entertain themselves, to exchange information, to vent emotions, and to maintain social order. order. These motives can be argued uh, to be quite harmless and even based on constructive tendencies. But, it, it does state here, it says not all gossip is harmless. 
and not all of it does come from a good place. But what the what the article is saying is they're saying like there's <clears throat> a um, a more of a majority of people that aren't meaning to hurt someone with a gossip that they're trying to be okay. You know, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, that article took it a little different direction than what I was thinking. I know. Me too. Me too. Yeah, especially when they throw in you know. You know about talking about sports. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't. I don't consider that gossiping. Although I guess technically it is. No, I got to thinking about it because I read this is. article and the tip. And, I, I didn't read. I didn't download the full thing, and I and I didn't right, read right. the whole thing um, because it goes into the different types of gossip and all that. So yeah, yeah. What, what See, we that, do with that, the NFL is actually gossip. It's a typo. I know we don't think of it like that, but it is. Yeah, you're right. Technically, it is gossip. Yeah, but we're not meaning any harm by it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we we like to hash out what we think is going on. We like to hash out what we would like our team to do. We like to hash out what we think another team's doing. You know, we like to we like to speculate about who we're going to resign. We would like to speculate about who we could sign. I mean, I think any good football fan does that, but all that speculation is considered gossip. So, um, anyhow, I mean, I think a lot of that article was true, and I think some of it, um, it kind of glossed over some stuff, too. Because sometimes people talk about people maliciously on purpose, for envious reasons or whatever. There's other reasons too. And that happens quite a bit too. But I understand what this article said and I do agree with a lot of it and I think a lot of it's true. But I also think that it kind of glossed over some of the more nefarious stuff that happens. You know, so. Anyhow. Um, I think uh, this podcast about over with. Rob, you got anything you want to talk about here before we uh, hang um. Yeah, I got another quick little story. Sure. And this comes off uh, country music on MJP. Okay. Uh, 22 artists pay tribute to a rock legend. Tom Petty left this world in October 2017, which was too soon and certainly is missed by many fans. His influence continues to this day across many different genres. Yeah. The three-time Grammy winner was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002 along with his band, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Cool. Uh, he released more than 20 albums from 1976 to 2016. Mm-hmm. Now more than 20 country artists are paying tribute to Petty on a new album, Petty Country, a country music celebration to Tom Petty. The, do- the album is set to release on May 31st from a tar- partnership of the Tom Petty Estate, along with Big Machine Records. Dirk Bentley 
released a preview of the album on February 23rd with American Girl. The album Bay Country is a star-studded affair with guests such as George Strait, Jamie Johnson, Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs, Midland, Lady A, Ryan Giddens, Eli Young Band, Lainey Wilson, and more. Wow. And I have the song list in front of me on which song everybody's singing. Do we have time to go into that? No, go ahead. Okay, the first song is I Should Have Known It. Mm-hmm. What's being sang by Chris Stapleton. Okay. Next is Wildflowers, which is a very good song. <coughs> which is going to be sang by Thomas Rhett. Mm-hmm. Running Down a Dream, Luke Combs. Uh-huh. Southern Accent. Miss Dolly Parton. Cool. Here Comes My Girl, Justin Moore. Cool. American Girl, Dirk Bentley. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I like that. That's a really good cover. Anyhow. Which, by the way, anybody, this, this is just a uh, trivia thing. Tom Petty's last live song in concert was American Girl. He finished his last concert with that song. Wow, that's good to know. Look it up on YouTube. You can watch on YouTube. That's where I found it. (coughs) Very cool. Okay, next up. Oh, this would be good. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Lady A. Or Lady Annabellum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, seeing how that would be a good mixture. They, yeah, they could do that song very well. Yeah. It would be like a duet anyway. Cool. Okay, uh, I Forgive It All, Jamie Johnson. Oh, wow. Okay. I Won't Back Down, Brothers Osborne. Cool. Oh, no, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. Refugee. Winona Judd and Lainey Wilson. I'd have to hear it. I'd have to hear it. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to hear that one. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Angel Dream number two. Okay. Willie Nelson and Lucas Nelson. Ooh, is Lucas like his son? I think that I think that yeah I think that's the family band, okay. which I do believe they're coming back here to Campton this year. Very I'm cool. still working on that roundup on the list. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up, learning to fly. Eli Young Band. Cool. I bet that's good. Breakdown. Ryan Hurd featuring Carly Pierce. Uh huh. Oh, 
Here'd be a good one. Okay. You so bad. Steve Earl. Ooh. I like that. I bet that, I I bet that, that is a really good one. That would be a good one. Okay, uh, Ways to be Wicked, Margot Price, and Mike Campbell and the Heartbreakers. Isn't Mike Campbell part of the Heartbreakers? The original um, band? It sounds familiar, but I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay, okay. well, here we go. <coughs> okay, uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Cool. Midland. Uh, Free Fallen, the Cadillac 3 featuring Breland. I Need to Know, Marty Stewart and his fabulous stupulatives. Uh-huh. Don't yeah. Come Around Here Anymore. Yes. Ryan and Giddens featuring Ben Mott, Tench, <coughs> And the Heartbreakers. Yep, Mike Campbell. And last, uh, huh? Mike Campbell was a member of the Heartbreakers. Yes. Yes. Okay, very. And cool. I'm guessing Ben Mike Tense too of uh, the Heartbreakers. It mm, says. Yep, you're correct. Okay, and then lastly, you wrecked me, George Strait. Oh. That be that sounds good for George Strait, doesn't it? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that that's gonna be the album, and who sings them? Very cool. I'm gonna look into that. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm gonna listen to that. I've been a major Tom Petty fan all my life, anyway. So, um, uh, later tonight. I just don't know about the refugee with Winona Judd and Lenny Wilson. Like I, I said, I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll listen to it. I'll give it a chance. I gotta hear it. Um, I think tomorrow, if I get a chance, I'm going to listen to it tonight. Bruce Dickinson's uh, new album, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Oh, really? Yes. Yep. Um, this uh, The Mandrake Project is what it's called, The Mandrake Project. And it's also going to be a series of graphic novels, too, that accompany the album. Oh, really? Yes. Um, Bruce Dickinson, what can you say about the guy? I went and saw a spoken word a couple of years oh, ago. Dude, he's he's amazing. Uh, one of the top is, ten fencers in amazing. the world for years. Um, he flew for British On Air. and off the stage. Yep. On and off the stage. He is yes. an amazing person. Uh, best-selling author. Uh, producer. Um, flies a jet. Has a jet... Has a... Um, a pilot's license, flew, quit yep. Iron Maiden to fly for British Air for five years, has a fantastic solo career, and is still the lead singer yep. of Iron Maiden, and a very fucking good singer, too. Dude, dude just does oh, he's amazing. Oh, and he's a master brewer, and on top of that. His, is he? Yes. Uh, have you ever, you've never tried um, his beer, have you? Never done not. Like okay. I said, I'm a Natty Light. You know what? You got, you're lucky you got me drinking... Yinling? Yinling. When I Although see I you, love Yinling. That is good. That is good. Okay. When I see you, I will have 
the Trooper beer for you. It's really, really good. It's an ale and is sold in pint bottles. And he has different types now. He has like, uh, um, anyhow, they're named after songs or different ones. He has different types of beer. But my favorite is just the Trooper. And it's kind of a uh, amber ale. And uh, it's made in we drink an Iron Maiden drink together. Oh, yeah. And only be fitting. <laughs> and, and the cover's badass. It's got Eddie, Eddie in the, Eddie. with the flag. See, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, the Trooper beer is a fantastic beer. And when I bring you your laptop and equipment, I will bring you some Trooper beer. And maybe we'll do a little impromptu uh, um, um, show right there, drinking the Trooper beer. Hey. Hey, we, we got to try the equipment out. Yeah, that's make right. Make sure it works. Well, I got to show you how to operate it, and it's not going to take out. Right, right. This is easy stuff to operate. It's uh, it's record. Uh, send the record to the file. Name the file so you know where it's at. Cut and splice the stuff you want to put in there. Okay, that's just stop it. right there. You're okay. going to bore everybody else you know and you're going right. to lose me. Sorry about the nerd stuff. I'm not looking at it. All right. If I'm looking at it, I can figure it out. You're just telling me it ain't going to happen. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm the just same the way. Man. I'm the same way, Rob. All right. You're just going to bore everybody else at this point. Yeah, everyone already hung up. They're out of this. They're, they already got <laughs> off the podcast. All righty. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening, man. Have a good night. We appreciate you. Oh, good night, oh hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hi, Opal. Oh, yeah. Hi, Grandma. Yeah, sorry, Grandma Opal. Sorry it's to the end yeah. of the show, but we did say hi to you. And uh, Jimmy. And Jimmy. Jimmy, her grandson, who is awesome, Jimmy. too. yeah. We hear he has a huge wiener and is damn handsome. Sorry, Opal. You might have heard that. I ain't heard shit. <laughs> Anyhow, have a good night. Thank you. Good night, assholes. Good night, assholes. <laughs> hey, where'd everybody go? Where are the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.